to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Carol Willem Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I will be bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. In the month of April, we're going to introduce you to Racine Victoria, the artist and creator of Dark Arts by Racine. Oh, Carol, that just sounds cool saying that. When I first met Racine, she was Racine Walbrun or Racine from Reno, just a new sophomore in my drama class at Kellogg High School. And now she's an all grown up wife, mother, and artist. And we had such a good time catching up with Racine that we're going to share our conversation with her for the first two Fridays of April so that our listeners don't miss a thing. Here is part one of our interview with our good friend, the artist. Racing Victoria. Just, just so you guys know, it is just me and my daughter uh, home. So if you hear child noises, there oh, is a child here. Yeah. How, how how old is your daughter? Uh, four. She's gonna be five in August. Wow. And 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 what is her name? Uh, Ellie. Ellie. Okay. Well, I I have Cleo, our puppy, back behind me. So, <laughs> yeah, so if you hear puppy noises, well, Cleo has been on a few podcasts. <laughs> yeah, she shows up now and then. All right. So, yeah, that would that'll be great. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Something's exciting uh, happened over there. Huh? Is it exciting? Yeah. 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 Very cool. Well, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dreams and Bones. I am so excited. Carol is excited, too, to have an old friend of ours, uh, Racine. See, now I'm going to mess that up, too. Racine, is it still (laughs) Racine Walbrun? See, I don't know those things. I don't pay attention. You know, I just kind of gave up with it. I'm just using my middle name these days. Racine Victoria is good enough well, for me. Well, <laughs> that's what that's what uh, that's what I saw, and I and I like that. I had vague memories of us in class together talking about names, and and I I always loved knowing my students' middle names, and so I think probably I knew that. Uh, I'll introduce her a little bit, but then I'm going to let Racine introduce herself more. Racine and I met when she was a sophomore, I believe, at Kellogg High School, a long, long time ago. She's she's uh, a, a full grown up now, which is crazy because uh, I can't. That means I'm getting really, really old. Uh, but we are so excited to have Racine Victoria with us, and she's going to be sharing with us about. Uh, about Dark Arts by Racine. She's going to tell us what that is. She's going to tell us where she's at, what she's been doing for the last, uh, well, however long (laughs) since she left Kellogg. So, Racine, thank you so much for being willing to do this with us. It's good to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I was, it was a pleasant surprise for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 And if you think of other 
students, other contemporaries of yours that we should be doing the same thing with, make sure that uh, that you that you give us ideas because because I'm supposed to be planning all of this podcast stuff out and I kind of go week by week and and Carol would love it if we had some things in place. So. Oh yeah, no plans. Plans would be great, but I uh, I am not good at plans at all. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit. Get us started. Fill me in. Act like I know nothing because I really don't know that much other than seeing these really cool pieces of art. That I go, wow. Tell us what is dark arts by Racine. Um, well, Dark Arts by Racine was kind of what I settled on because for a long time, like I've always loved creativity and, you know, performing, whether it be, you know, stage or art in some way. And I kept, I tried for a long time to find what I wanted my art to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only until I tried all these other things that I was like, you know what I really like? I like weird things. I like when things are weird or different. So I just started drawing monsters and creatures and you know, they were always like a little bit on the creepy side. So I just thought that dark art spirey scene was kind of where I where I wanted to settle. Cool. And, uh, I'm it's going pretty well so far. <laughs> and how long has how long has that entity dark arts spirey scene? How long has it existed? Um. Well, I've been I've probably been using it on social media for maybe two years. Okay. If that might be accurate. Um, time is a blur, and I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> and where are you at right now? Uh, where Where are you living? Where is this out of? Uh, so I'm in Reno, Nevada. I haven't I have yet to do any you know conventions or any art fairs, but I'm looking into that, and that would be really really cool. But for now, I'm just kind of sending stuff out from from Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been in Reno now? Oh boy. What year is it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would say, I mean, about a decade, I guess. Uh, I was born and I was born and raised here. And then I moved to Idaho and finished schooling up there and ended up back in Reno shortly after. Yeah, that was all completed. Yeah, that's what I thought. What brought you to Kellogg? I've forgotten. Oh, wow. So the funny thing is that um, I... (laughs) My mom and I tried to, to escape Reno for a long time. Um, and she she had met someone and married someone who had family in, you know, the Silver Valley. And mm-hmm. he was like, hey, it's way cool up there. Why don't we give it a shot? And my mom and I were like, anything to get out of Reno. We got this. So we, we found a cool little house in, in Smilterville. Uh, and I finished high school up there. Yeah. It was a way different world than Reno. <laughs> yes. 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 Isn't it, though? So, yeah. and... And what did you do, like, right after high school when you graduated? Then what did you do? Um, I decided to make the biggest mistake of my life uh, and jump right into hairdressing academy because I was like, I can cut hair. I can do this. You did my hair once. I did, and that was one of the few times I enjoyed doing hair. I found (laughs) that I I liked the act of cutting hair. Didn't like the uh, the hair coloring. Didn't like bleach. Didn't like much of that. My, My hands didn't like it either. Um, but I have a real hard time connecting with people. And mm-hmm. as a hairdresser, they really want you to be able to do that. Fair mm-hmm. enough. And I was just yeah. really, really struggling with that. Yeah. So if I could do it over, I would tell myself to like, hey, how about we find out who I am before I jump into school? And yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, hey, it all, it all led me to here. So not all bad. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Well, you know, what Carol and I are, are doing is focusing in on that creative uh, side of things. And uh, so here's one of the questions that we like to ask people. As you look back at childhood or, uh, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, what are some of the things that you can sort of point to that maybe shaped the creative person that you that you are today what what helped with that i would say first and foremost i think it helped a lot that my mom just kind of let me be whoever mm. i was going to be um i always i always was drawn towards weirder things and my sense of humor was always on the um not a lot of people got it side because i i would just go in a direction that people were like okay <laughs> um and she was cool with that so that that helped a lot most of my childhood in Reno revolved around horses and, you know, mm. doing that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and then when we moved to Idaho, that was kind of gone. I didn't have that mm. anymore. So I was kind of searching for that, like, where do I apply myself? I was lost for a little bit. And then Bridget, if I can say names, Bridget yes. and Dory both were yeah. like, hey, you know, we think that you would like drama class. Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Roberts, he's a super cool guy. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but I was like real nervous because, you know, I've always had a hard time with people. And I was like, I don't know, man, being in front of people, that sounds even worse. But <laughs> I mean, you were there. I joined drama class and the rest was history for me. I, I loved every moment of, of performing and embodying different characters and mm -hmm. exploring, other, exploring other lives from perspectives I never would have considered. Yeah. And I just... Yeah. Since I've always struggled with connection, I think drama and acting and stage performance gave me that connection while also keeping people at arm's length because mm -hmm. the audience is over there. I don't have to worry about them. I'm over here being someone else. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, once again, I moved and that kind of safety bubble I felt uh, performing in the Silver Valley with, with you guys and feeling very comfortable and happy there. I, again, kind of went to like, what do I do? What do I do with this? I've always wanted to believe I was a creative person uh, but I had a hard time directing it hmm. so I just went back to drawing because that's something I've always enjoyed and now my way of connecting is through drawing and just sharing it online because mm -hmm. I, I can't do conversation I can't do connection in that normal way so my connection is just being like look at this weird thing I drew check it out yeah. <laughs> and helping other people <laughs> like it <laughs> and, uh, were you in art class at Kellogg High School as well I was um Full disclosure, I know a lot of people had had struggles with with the the art class I was in, but I I personally really really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you know doing art, you have to be pushed into doing things you're not typically going to to yeah. learn, and you can apply it to the things that you do want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just I was really grateful for the for the time there, and yeah. I got a little art award once, and that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not I I really wanted to I thought of this this week, and I wanted to get up to Kellogg High School and take a look and see, I don't know if your artwork above my drama door <laughs> oh, yeah. is still there. It may have, I've been gone long enough. It's no longer the drama room. Uh, someone may have painted over that. Uh, that's okay. I, I, I say nothing lasts forever. Uh, of course. But, uh, but I will say that that was one of those things that as I would stay, I, as I'd be standing outside uh, my door on my post there in the hallway to uh, make sure that everything was going fine in between classes, 
that over the years it was it was always this nice little reminder to stand there and look up there and and there would be your your signature there and I <laughs> think about you. So those were some those were some great great early days. You were there uh, in in some of my early days at <laughs> Kellogg High School. Uh, so we were both transitioning and and so it was always it was always wonderful to have you around. Uh, yeah, I always felt very, very comfortable. Um, like I said, I've, I have a hard time with people, but I never, I never felt uncomfortable exploring this like new realm of drama and, and like art in that way. And it was, it was, it was good times. I really, I'm really thankful for for Kellogg High School. <laughs> good. That's the, that's that's nice. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> We did something right while we were there. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a much I had a much better time with the teachers uh, in Kellogg than than I did in in Reno. Um, mm -hmm. I still had problems with the peers and the other other children, but that's just mm -hmm. kind of me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you starting or currently working on a creative project, but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Wolf Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. This question um, talks about nature versus nurture. To what degree do you think we are born creative with certain gifts? And to what degree are we a product of our surroundings, such as family, culture, education? What a fantastic question. Okay. Um, nature versus nurture. I think that there, there are some people who are just born with that, with that artistic flame. Um, the first person that comes to mind is uh, Jonathan Larson. Like, there's no way you could tell me that 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 kid was born not just. Yeah. Uh, words are hard, but <laughs> the 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 passion and the fire that that guy had. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know if that could be nurtured. That just seems so ingrained to who he was, and I mm -hmm. I really admire people who are born with that kind of drive and and confidence. But I wouldn't say that nurture is to be discredited. I mm. think that a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of households can really introduce children to being creative in ways that they might not have thought of. And I think that letting the child kind of grow and experiment and change along the way can really help guide them into being creative in ways that we might not have been prepared for. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's, it's it feels like a it feels like a cop out kind of answer, but I think I can, it can be both because I don't think that anybody could have squashed Jonathan Larson's creativity. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that somebody could be born a little bit more uh, blank slatey and then be, you know, shown the path of creativity and really latch mm -hmm. onto it. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Do you, we've asked this question of people in, in relation to that. Do you, do you uh, regularly think of yourself now as a creative person and and was that normal uh, in high school when I first met you? Did you think of yourself as creative then? I thought as I thought of myself as different. Um, 
and I didn't quite understand why. I think creativity was always something that I admired and that I wanted to be, but I just wasn't convinced that I was it. Um, mm -hmm. But I also knew that a lot of the normal paths and a lot of the normal things just didn't entice me all, uh, the same way it did for, for other people. So I think looking back, I can see that not all creativity is the same. So I ultimately am a creative person, but I just, I think that high school racing was having a really hard time with identity. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, retired Paul is still having a tough time uh, with identity <laughs> too. So well, and it's we, always I, evolving. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, we, um, especially I think some of our first interviews of, um, of adults who we thought were, yeah you know, creative people, we've known them forever and ever. And I can't, I couldn't believe how many of them said, well, I don't really think of myself as a creative person. Like Joy Pursuit, you know, the choir director. I mean, she's like, well, I've never really thought of myself. And I think <laughs> is when you just do that your whole life, you know, when yeah. just, I don't, I don't know if you think you aren't different or special, you know, just because, well, I've just always been able to do that. And that was really kind of, I think, opened our eyes a lot to yeah. talk to different people and and their perception of themselves and their creativity that was very interesting thank you for joining us again this week for another conversation with people who live creative lives carol what thoughts come to mind as you listened to racine share with us this week i liked um how she talked about her mother and how her mother let her kind of explore mm -hmm. her different forms of creativity, which of course we've heard a lot from people who talk about who influenced them. Yes. And it seems like parents come up a lot. and Especially and, mothers. Yes, yes, and Racine was no different. Yeah. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday as we bring you part two of our interview with Racine Victoria on your Dreams and Bones podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.